Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may also like... A show about the things you may also like. Things like the Ali Mars. I want you to meet Ali Mars. Her real name is Alexandra Marsden, but her social media handles say the Ali Mars. Back when I first met Ali, she was working for an airline, which really suited her lifestyle because that meant trips to Vegas with the girls. If you know Vegas, you know what this means. Daytime at the swimming pool meeting guys, and nighttime at the clubs dancing until the sun rises. Allie is the same person in real life as she is on her social media channels. She's fun, feisty, and sexy. And she has the podcast to complement it. Her show is called Welcome to Mars, and you might be able to say she takes after her dad. You'll hear how in just a sec. I caught up with Allie on a Saturday at high noon in Calgary. Hi, Allie. Hi. <laughs> Tell me about growing up in a radio household. It's really hard for me to think back on my childhood because, like, I don't obviously remember too much when I was really little, little, because my dad was in radio. My dad was James Baby Scott, and I grew up with him and my uncle, David Marston, as well, who is also a very big radio name. It was really awesome because I used to go on my dad's radio show when I was a kid, and he used to bring me into the studio, and I was so young, I don't remember, really, but I have all the tapes. When my dad passed away, I got all of his radio stuff. So I have everything you can think of. I have his record player. I have all his records. Like, it's really cool to see all the stuff that he has done and accomplished. And I have these tapes and they say, like, in the studio with Allie. And, like, they're from 1996. Like, I was, like, four or five years old. Like, it was honestly, like, it's crazy. But I haven't converted them yet. And I'm dying to listen to these tapes. It's, like, on my list of things to do. But... It was really cool. And like, I have so many pictures from like, you know, growing up with him in the radio. And it was just, it's really, really cool to look back on and like, look at. Is it a little bit daunting when you see all that stuff? Because I was in radio in that same era and I've got the same stuff. I've got cassettes that are yeah. still kicking about and I've got some reel to reel tape. Mm -hmm. It feels a little bit daunting on how we're going to get that converted over into digital. Yeah. I was actually talking to Phil Evans about it. When my dad had passed, he I had mentioned that I had all this stuff. And he's like, oh, you just have to take it in to the, like, there's certain like, you know, old music stores that like are able to convert these things. So again, it's just it's been on my list. I just haven't done it yet. So growing up in and around radio, yet your generation really doesn't have the same affinity for radio, but you wanted to communicate. So was it natural that you would gravitate to a podcast? It's so true, though, actually, because nobody listens to the radio anymore. Like, you are in a car. No one is playing the radio. They are always connecting their phone and listening to Spotify or something like that. I just think for the longest time, like, even before my dad got sick, I always wanted to be in radio. Like, radio was the end goal. Like, I got into Fanshawe for broadcasting. I got into George Brown for journalism. Like, I was, like, on my path ready to kind of follow in those same footsteps. 
podcasts started like popping off over the last few years. And then I was like, hmm, like podcasts seem like the way to go nowadays, because obviously, like I said, not many people listen to the radio, but people still do. Podcasts are just so popular. Like you just like any influencer is going to post their favorite self-help podcast they listen to, their favorite dating podcast that they listen to, you know? And it just occurred to me, I actually started a podcast when I was living in Vancouver, which was about five years ago now with my old roommate. And we only recorded one episode and we were just like, oh my God, you know, like we are so like silly, like this is not going to pan out. We didn't know what we were doing. That was when I moved back here with Nicole and I when we had that podcast, which we really enjoyed doing. And like I said, we had differences and we fell apart. But ever since I took this podcast solo, I've been really enjoying it because I get to do my own thing, right? I can have on guests. I can do a solo episode. I can give advice. I just think more people are more interested in podcasts than they are really the radio. And it really sort of suits your lifestyle because you like to travel. And maybe you're still working. You were working in the travel industry and had access to going to some fun, faraway places and just doing the podcast from there or telling tales from the road. Obviously, air travel has been a little difficult lately, but I find I had a little bit more of exciting stories when I was single and traveling and, you know, doing the single girl thing. And obviously, it's not to say me and my current partner now aren't going to go travel and have stories to tell, which I know we will. I find it was easier to come up with, you know, those raunchy, juicy stories when you were a single gal with your girlfriend out in Las Vegas. And you also like wine. I almost poured a glass to come sit here. But I was like, I just woke up. I have to have a coffee first. (laughs) So you got the podcast divorce and then you went solo with it. One of the things I find difficult is just talking about myself to myself by myself. Here you are doing it. You'll do it for like 20, 30 minutes at a time. It's hard. Honestly, that was the first thing I struggled with when I got started doing the solo podcast. I was like, oh my God, who is going to want to listen to me sit here and talk for, I tried to aim for 30 minutes because I feel like 20 minutes is like too quick, 45 minutes is too long. And especially when you talk by yourself, like how long are people going to want to sit there and listen to you talk about yourself for half an hour? So I struggled with that for a really long time. I was like, I'm sitting here talking. No one cares. No one cares what I have to say. But a lot of people do. I have a lot of followers. I have a lot of people that listen. And it is really, it's really nice to know that I do have a big following that actually do want to listen to me talk for 30 minutes about advice when it comes to mental health or dating and sex and this, that and the other. But that was the hardest thing. And I like to have a guest on because I find you obviously have more chemistry when you have a guest on. And My girlfriend, Gina, who I've had on a couple of times, a lot of people, the feedback with her were like, holy crap, you two are too funny together. And I was like, she makes a good partner. That's why I like to have her on every now and then. I was going to ask you what your show is about, but I think you described it as being mental health, sex and lifestyle. It's really taken a turn, not a turn, like it's different now because when I first started, I was like, oh my God, like I said, how am I going to talk about sex by myself? Like it's really fucking hard. And so it's taken like my last three episodes that I put out have been very strongly mental health oriented just because a good friend of mine, he likes to talk about mental health and I like having him on because it is an important topic to talk about. And I feel like a lot of people like to listen to that kind of stuff. And given the new year, people like to have their new year goals and stuff like that. And a lot of it has to do with mental health. So those were my last couple episodes that I did. And I have, I'm actually recording an episode tomorrow with my condom sponsor, Mila. We're going to talk about February because February is 
masturbation month and we always do a February episode together, her and I, and I love having her on. She's great time as well. And yeah, I have another couple lined up as well, more sex related. I'm trying to get back on that topic, but like I said, it's hard to sit there and talk about it by yourself. What about on the wider, you know, bigger scope of things? I mean, you say, okay, well, I've tested these condoms out and obviously you're, you're a brand ambassador and you can speak to it. But, you know, when it comes to birth control, is there sort of a bigger discussion about, about health that, that's out there? That's actually a really good question. Like, that's actually a good topic I could really talk about, too, as well, coming up. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, like, I am an ambassador for one condoms. I love their condoms. I love their lube, especially. I personally, like, I have an IUD, so I don't really think too much when it comes to birth control, because that's something that's just for a gal. It's in you for a few years, right? You don't really have to think too much about it. But that's definitely a topic I would absolutely love to talk about. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. You may also like Supports Podcasting 2.0, so feel free to send us a boost if you are listening on a newer podcast app. If you don't have one, you can see a full list of them at newpodcastapps.com. So when it comes to the dating scene, and you've got a reputation as being, I've got a podcast. So before you enter into a relationship with someone, is there ever a discussion like, I'm not sure that I want our sex life to be broadcast all the time, and is there hesitancy you know, when it comes to finding a partner? When my current boyfriend, Daryl, and I met, we met in June last year, and the way we met, we matched on Hinge, but he had a mutual friend with me, and he said, oh, God, I heard you have a podcast. Like, am I going to be on it? Like, I don't really want to be on it. And I was like, don't worry. Like, I only will put you on the podcast if you do me wrong. Like, if you screw me over, yeah, I'm going to talk shit about you, but that's the only way you make it to the podcast. (laughs) And he just laughed. Obviously, we are still together and it is almost February, so things are going well. They were very on and off for a while, but we've gotten our shit together. Obviously, I am in his house right now while I record this. I talk about our sex life quite a bit. Like, I don't think he really listens, which is is fine with me. I don't mind if he's not listening, but he knows I do talk about things with us. You could just tell him the show's not for him anyway. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't need to listen. It's fine. It's a it's a woman's only podcast. 
One of the things I really do like is that is that you talked about, you know, inhibitions. So here's an episode about butt sex. There's a lot of people who are afraid to go into that territory, but you're not. I mean, you might have your own inhibitions. Will you just go and explore those just for the sake of being able to, to speak about it on the podcast? When I recorded that butt episode, I was really nervous because I was like, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about that. A lot of people don't want to dabble in it. But like for me and my boyfriend, obviously, if you've listened to the episode, it's something that we have explored and explore. But I used to really struggle with people judging me for what I talked about on my podcast. And I would be so nervous when it would come to even talking about sex. And I'd be like, oh my God, people are going to judge me. It's going to get around like that I'm a hoe. And then I really like, after a couple months, it like sunk into my head. Like who fucking cares? Who cares what other people think that you're talking about? Because a lot of people like what you're talking about. And like that butt episode that I did, I had so many people message me being like, this was a fucking great episode. Like, it's so nice to see you be able to go there and that talk about that stuff because like genuinely it was just about how to have safe butt sex like from one person to another like it's a very sensitive subject that a lot of people don't know a lot of knowledge about and I just went for it and the feedback I got from it was like wow you know this was a good episode thanks for sharing these tips with me I'm gonna go buy baby wipes like people just loved it and I was like okay like I guess I guess I did okay. <laughs> Inhibitions can also be in the form of, you know, feelings. So Valentine's Day is coming up and you wrote a great blog on Cryer Media about Valentine's Day. I've seen some people, they get a little bit triggered by Valentine's Day because they don't have a partner. And you put out a number of really, really good tips for those who do have a partner or who are underperforming at Valentine's Day. There is a little something to it that I think people need to pay attention to for February 14th. So I wrote that because coming from a person who also used to hate Valentine's Day, I started to think, so this kind of like stemmed down from like Christmas. I used to be the Grinch. I used to hate Christmas. I used to hate shopping. I used to hate gifts. And I was like, you know what? It's not about that. It's not about the gifts on Valentine's Day. And then it really like my mind started going like this. I was like, it's also, you shouldn't be taking one day of the year to show your affection for your partner. like. It shouldn't just take February 14th for you or your significant other to go out and buy someone chocolates or come home with flowers or have a date night. Like it's not about that. And I really wanted my first blog post to be like a powerful one because I was like, a lot of people need to hear this. Like, I don't need you to go out and buy me a Cartier bracelet. That's five grand. That's not what Valentine's Day is about. If you come home with my favorite chocolate bar and, you know, like a flower, like, it just shows you care. Like it shouldn't be about gifts. And that's why I really wanted to like put out my perspective of Valentine's day. And like, for me, I don't want to go out for dinner on Valentine's day because why do you want to go be in an overpopulated restaurant with a bunch of strangers on Valentine's day? I would rather cook with my significant other and have a romantic night, making something different, making a new dish, making personal pizzas and like trying each other's dish. Like I just find that there's so much more to Valentine's day but I also think it shouldn't be one day of year. What bottle of wine would you like on Valentine's Day? I'm a very like cheap wine drinker. Like I don't need a $50 bottle of wine because of how much I consume. <laughs> so actually last night, because we got a lot of snow here in Calgary. Like you should see my car. Like it's, she snowed in. My boyfriend was coming home from work yesterday and he's, I was like, I'll order us some dinner tonight, but can you stop and get me a bottle of wine? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he comes home with Pinot Grigio. He knows I like Pinot Grigio. 
I'm easy. It doesn't really matter what brand as long as it's not Peller Estates. Sorry, Niagara. I don't really like that kind of wine. (laughs) But I've been drinking this zero sugar, zero carb wine right now just because I'm trying to get back into a very low carb diet. And it's the brand Basque. And it's really good. But for having no carbs, no sugar, I'll drink like a couple bottles. (laughs) Where would you like to travel in 2023? The only travel plans I have for this year are, is my best friend, he's getting married in Mexico, in Puerto Vallarta, May 3rd. So I have a week off to go to that wedding, which will be really exciting. I would like to do something like I've, I told myself last year, I wanted to do a Bali trip this year, but I just don't think it's in the cards this year, maybe next year. But I definitely want to do something like that. And Daryl and I are talking about doing something. We just don't know what yet because I go to Mexico all the time and it's just Mexico is very convenient because it's so close. I I do want to do something good. I went to Scotland, as you know, last summer. Going over there was fun. I just found it was really far and I didn't really like Scotland, but Paris or something would be really nice, I think. Give me some social media tips for promoting your podcast or just any general social media tips. So I learned with social media and I learned this from growing my TikTok. And I used to be so afraid to post too much. And I was like, people are going to be so sick of me, but you have to. Like, you have to post if you want to try and grow yourself. I was posting a TikTok every now and then, but now I've realized, like, from taking tips from small content creators and people who have become big content creators, like, just post it. That is like my motto just post it. Like, I am now trying to post two TikToks a day. I have gotten the most brands reach out to me over the last couple of weeks asking to send me stuff. Like I had a skincare company message me yesterday. Hey, I want to, we want to send you some product. We love your, your content that you create. I just got a package. It's behind me from a lingerie company. They wanted me to promote some stuff for them. You just have to post. Like you just have to do it. Like I don't care if you're sick of me. I don't care if you mute me. I don't care if you unfollow me. I'm still going to keep posting. So that's just the motto I've, I've really grown to do. And coming up on the uh, podcast, you do put out an episode every couple of weeks or so. We love getting them. What are some of the uh, subject matter you think you're going to be exploring over the next few months? So I'm going to be recording with my girlfriend actually next week. We're doing a topic about why men always come back. That's a little bit of a touchy subject for her, but we've decided we're going to do an episode on that. I have an episode, obviously, like I told you, I'm doing with Masturbation Month with Mila. I have another episode I'm doing with a girlfriend of mine who's starting a dating app. And we're going to talk a little bit about how she's gotten started on that and her goals and stuff for that. So just little things here and there. Things just come into my mind and I just start typing down. Like you see all the notes that I have. Like it's just like episode this, that, this, that. Like I have a soulmates one I want to record. So I have lots on the like my radar. And after my set of few days of work this week. I have eight days off. So I have a lot of stuff I have to get done in those eight days. What dating apps are on your phone? I don't have any. Not now you mean? (laughs) Well, not anymore. But obviously me and my boyfriend met on Hinge and Hinge was obviously the biggest one. I would never recommend anybody to download Tinder. It's very, it's a dirty app in my opinion. And Bumble's the same as Hinge, I guess. But Hinge, I found great success on, I, I think. Obviously, if I'm in <laughs> my boyfriend's house currently. <laughs> is that the moment you know when you're when you're together is when you both sit down and delete all your dating apps like together? Yeah, we had a little bit of a rocky situation when it came to that. He did delete them. And then a few weeks later, I found them on his phone again. 
like there's two different ways to delete the app. You delete the app off your phone and it just deletes the app. You have to physically go into the profile and delete your profile. So you are no longer visible on the app. So he did that after our big argument and it's his long history. (laughs) Allie, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Hey, anytime. My thanks to Allie for joining me on the show. The Welcome to Mars podcast can be heard on all the usual podcast apps. If you'd like to partner with Allie, reach out to Jack Harding at Cryer Media. This episode was produced by Evan Serminski and built for your ears by everyone at the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.